3: He is the breakthrough story of the playoffs. He's C.J. Anderson. He's kind enough to spend a couple moments with us here on stage live for Fox Sports Radio, of course, of the L.A. Rams. How are you? I'm good. I'm real good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I want to go back. 2015, you with the Broncos. You won the Super Bowl. And that's a crazy year for people who don't remember, which is Peyton was kind of shot right the defense was unbelievable the second half of the year then Peyton starts at the end of the season and then you guys win it with special teams a little bit of running game and your defense was obscene Um, what was that experience that Super Bowl experience for you
2: uh, it was amazing, you know, and that was my second one. You know, I remember a lot about 48, the one we lost, then the more we won. Um, the, but the experience for 50. I was uh, trying to not do the negative memory thing because that one, that one got it. It was a first play that yeah, one got, yeah, out of yeah. hand. got out of hand real quick. But I think I think the the, the one we won, the, the most thing that you remember, there's nothing more exciting than, than winning for guys like DeMarcus Ware. You know, don't get me wrong, I love Peyton depth. That is my best friend. That's my dude. But what if for guys like DeMarcus Ware and if for guys like Wade, who's put so much into it, um, you know, that's kind of like what I see now, like Andrew Whitworth and, and, and Roger Stafford and, and John Sullivan. I mean, they've been in the league for a very long time and never been a chance to be in this position. So that's kind of how I see it now, and, you know, there'll be nothing better than a win for them. What about, though, the benefit for the Patriots? If this is their ninth. Most of these
3: guys played in it last year as opposed to you guys. As, as you know, that first experience sometimes it hits you, you know, like a brick wall. How, how much does the experience help a team like the Patriots, having played in this game?
2: I mean, it helps. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here on Tuesday on the radio road the week we played the game, because I, I, you know, it's my third time playing it, and I, I know how to lock in and get ready to go and prepare when it's time to prepare and we use that week before to prepare and I think um, I think experience do help but I also think what 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 it is is at the end of the day um, when the ball is put on a 35 yard line and it's kicked off it's football and I think our team knows that they understand that and um, you know I, as I've told them what you did week one all the way to what you're doing now it's the same formula of winning football because that's what it is that's why you got here so if you take that formula and do it at a high level but that's not the formula, to be honest with you, because the formula was Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley,
3: and it's now still it's Todd Gurley. Now it's Todd Gurley, and hey, let's hit C.J. Anderson. <laughs> this has been a crazy. Why? Why didn't? Why didn't? What you're doing in L.A. with a two-headed monster? Why didn't that work in Carolina with you and Christian McCaffrey?
2: I, I, that is a question for the Panthers. I mean, when I got in and I signed, that was the that was the goal, and the first. Shh. <laughs> three games of the season, or well, four games after the bye week, the first month of the season we were complimenting and going back and forth. And I had a touchdown. He had three touchdowns at the time and we were complimenting back and forth and then next you know he just emerged. I mean he became a special player where you don't want to take him off the field because he catched the ball well out of the backfield. There are so many different dynamic things that you can do with him and I understood that. And um, you know so many ways I was helping him when I wasn't playing um, to try to get him to the player where he is today and just give him my little expertise and um, Snub from the Pro Bowl this year, but shit had a hell of a year. Yeah, I mean he had a great great year. You have the uh, the
3: Never Say Die Foundation. That's actually your foundation. Did did you have that before you go to Oakland for six
2: days, and then you go with the Rams? Yeah, Dreams Never Die. I've, I, you know, it's been out to, since 2016, and you know we just provide inner city youth resources outside of um, entertainment and athletics, and you know the partnerships with Harvard and Google and, and different tech companies that I have is great, and um, you know kind of a testament to my to, to, to what happened to me in 2018. You know, I grew up an in inner city kid, didn't know my father um you know and i went through a bunch of hardships to get where i was today and it's no different than being released from denver carolina and oakland to put me in a position never giving up on what i feel is my dream and what i believe in and trying to play the game the right way and love it the right way and it worked out all right i gotta ask you
3: a kind of personal question how much did you weigh first day of the season with carolina uh 227 how much are you today 235 it, why it, it is something that people talk
2: about like did you have you gained that much weight or do you uh, just it does seven pounds look thicker I, on I, your body I don't, I don't I don't I don't know if it's the gain. at the body fat percentage definitely went up like eight nine percent body fat which you know that that's gonna make it look different I mean I'm still running the same I was running when I was in Denver and Carolina that's how I feel and that's all that matters to me I can care care less what I look like you know at the end of the day you don't get paid on what you look like you get paid for first downs and touchdowns and that's what I'm trying to do all
3: right last thing before I let you go uh, Um, What would it mean to win the Super Bowl again?
2: And look, winning it means anything, but considering your
3: journey this year.
2: The the biggest thing that I would take, um, you know, and I said this on opening night last night, my niece and my nephew for the first two was not old enough to remember and when you see like the Drew Brees picture with his and I you know, I got a daughter coming in April but I don't have kids. Don't like my don't yeah, yeah, like yeah. my kids, but you see Tom Brady and, and and you know, the Super Bowls he run and celebrating with his kids and Peyton Manning um, you know, with Miles, um and and his daughter, can't get her name right now, but You've seen that from Super Bowl 15. There'll be nothing better than celebrating running around like a little kid with my niece and my nephew.
3: I know you have to run. I, I said it was the last one. I lied. What? <laughs> what? One, one, one more. Um, when you scored in L.A. in the playoffs when you scored, I saw Gurley going crazy, right? And then, you know, last week you kind of, or two, a week and a half ago, whatever, you, you kind of stole the show. Is that real? Is that really, like, is he really <laughs> as supportive of your success yes. as he? Well,
2: the, first thing, the first thing he said when I walked in was, I like you in Denver. You, you, you can play. I mean, he's you know I've been a pro Bowl in this league and I've been a top ten rusher in this league and and he respects my game and I think that's where me and him comes great because I respect his game and what he does well and um, you know he's just genuinely happy I mean God has blessed both of us with with, with many things and I don't I don't see healthy all the way healthy he's all the way healthy. And, and what people don't understand is Todd Gurley is not insecure of his talent. Todd Gurley talent is going to be top talent every time Todd Gurley steps on the football field. So, you know, he has no shame and no and no wave of you know, of someone else coming in and, and helping him try to win a championship. It's the Dreams Never Die Foundation. Go to dndfoundation22.org
3: for more information or follow CJ on social media at cjandersonrb9 again, the, and the foundation has its own. Own Twitter handle DND Foundation22. There's never been a better correlation between foundation and production and one season than the Dreams Never Die. Guy starts out in Carolina, goes through Oakland and that mess for less than a week and ends up in LA, and now he's got a chance to win the Super Bowl again. CJ, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. All right, CJ Anderson joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Here's what I want to do, okay? I want to get to uh the Anthony Davis. And the potential trade to the l a rams and uh, and why i think why I think you don 't move heaven and earth right? and then and then we 'll we 'll move back on here to football here's the th- here 's the thing sports has evolved and changed it just has and there is a there 's a connective tissue between all of them I remember i worked at, at CBS, which is If you're looking at our beautiful set, which is remarkable. I mean, thanks to the folks at Amazon Fire TV for providing us with this set. It's spectacular. And I know that you're driving your car or you're listening to us on any device. You're like, I don't care about your set. My point is, when you go to a place like this, you want to have a cool set so you feel like everybody is fully invested in your show. And ours has been the best in the last two years since I've been here. Anyway, I used to work at, at CBS. And Phil Sims was incredibly kind to me. And one of the things that Phil said to me, which I know to be true, and I think most athletes know to be true, uh, but he said it to me and for Phil, who at the time was calling Super Bowls for CBS, he's like, look, I love coming on your show because you know football, and you don't necessarily know football as well as I do, not having played it, but you know it because there's a, if you've competed at a high level, if you've coached at a high level, there are things you don't know, but there are things that you know that, Average guys who have just been members of the media or civilian fans, they'll, they'll never know. And, and so, but this part I think you can understand. The connective tissue in competing in athleticism, you might not know if you didn't compete at a high level. But what's made the Yankees great? What's made the Cubs great? What's made the Astros great? What's even made the Red Sox great? Look, have all these baseball teams gone out and spent a bunch of money? Sure. But you know what else they have? They have homegrown talent on rookie contracts, on cheaper deals. You have to have a blend of the two. We, we the, the discussion in baseball is over Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, and this relates to, like, Albert Poulos has never won a World Series. He never won a, I think he's won a playoff series since he's been a member of the Angels. And though that supposedly bought credibility and maybe financially makes you dollars in terms of Uh, your local TV and radio ad revenue, does it bring you a championship, which will make you the most money and bring you the most respect as a franchise? The answer is no. I mean, the the story in baseball, John Carlos Stanton, right? That didn't work. And and Alex Rodriguez, when he's in Texas, having that one or two highly paid stars rarely, doesn't necessarily never, rarely works. What's allowed the San Antonio Spurs, okay, is their star to, to be successful for 15 years. Their stars didn't take top dollar, and they had lesser-paid play, lesser kind of homegrown guys that made up their last couple starters and their bench. It's the same thing that's helped the, helped the Golden State Warriors early on. Yeah, they had Steph, but he wasn't under a big contract. and Because he wasn't under a big contract, he allowed them to reach out and get Kevin Durant, and that went with Draymond Green, who wasn't under a huge contract. And they have uh, Clay Thompson, who's, now, who's not under a Supermax contract. And what's hurt them or what will hurt them in the future and stop their run is being front-loaded. The Rams are an interesting story because the Rams aren't built for long-term sustained success. They're just not. They went out and traded for Marcus Peters and acquired a keep to leave, and they went and got in Sue. And, yeah, they're going to have Todd Gurley for a long time, but they have to have a completely new defensive backfield next year. They have some of these contracts. They're going to have to figure out their defense. They paid Aaron Donald eventually you're robbing Peter, you know, you know if, you're, if you're going on the cheap, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. But they're not. They're front-loaded. And the reason the Patriots, the Patriots is spread money around. Spreading money around is, in all sports, the way it works. When you're top-heavy, you're like, remember Morgana, the kissing bandit? You're like, top, that's how teams are, bad teams are built. And I look at LeBron James' team. The reason it wasn't sustainable in Cleveland wasn't because it was Cleveland. It wasn't. It's not sustainable to have one or two guys making that much money and then filling in the holes. You have a a chance at longer-term success when you have young guys or guys going into their second contracts at at reasonable reasonable deals, and you do have a couple of stars. That's what the Celtics have. That's what the Raptors have. That's what the Warriors had. And that's what the Lakers have right now. They have a chance, they have a chance to rebuild this thing the right way. And if they trade Kuzma and Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Zubac, all for Anthony Davis, which I don't believe is what the actual going rate, that would be massively overpaying, that would be paying above sticker, which nobody even pays sticker anymore for a car. I believe that'd be a top-heavy team that, though it could be successful in the short term, that's not long-term sustained success. LeBron James is 34. He's not getting younger. And Anthony Davis has shown he doesn't have the ability to carry a team on his own. No one does, but even Anthony Davis, as great as we all know, he, he has to have other guys. And the Lakers have other guys. They just simp- s- shouldn't simply trade all of them away. That is the connective tissue in sports.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
0: Terms and
3: conditions apply. Super Bowl tickets are apparently reselling for on average $5,250. Cheapest ticket available is about $3,800. If you go to SeatGeek.com and you enter SB300 for $300 off Super Bowl tickets, it sounds like a pretty good deal. Again, considering the market and a guy who knows about what it's like to prepare for and win a Super Bowl and deal with as a head coach, hey, coach, can I get some tickets? Hey, coach, can I get some tickets? is the NFL Network, Brian Billick, who joins us. How much of that
5: distracts a team? Yeah, everybody talks about the advantage that the uh, the Patriots have, and that is one of them. As a coach, I don't know that you people can appreciate. Once the game kicks off, it's like in any of the game you've played. The outcome and the, the repercussions are obviously a hundredfold. But it's my biggest concern was from the minute after we had won the championship game—in this, case, in our case, in Oakland—to kick off of the, of the Super Bowl, how we were going to handle that two weeks. Obviously, the Patriots, which we ought to call this the New England Patriot Invitational—they're here so much. They obviously got it down, but they know. They know exactly the pacing once you get here, practice, the distractions, how to hold that at arm's length, uh, what the pacing of practice should be, the excruciating long Saturday, the pregame, all of that stuff. The Rams have to overcome that. And they've got guys on the staff that have been in Super Bowls and a couple players, I think, that can draw. They've got to lean on them heavily to, to get the other players to buy in to understand, look, do, you know, don't do this for us, and just to answer what you're talking about specifically, the first three days and, my, and the administrative staff did a brilliant job, was get it, let's get it all out of the way. Right. Travel, tickets, cars, hotels, we had it all I mean, we had a concierge basically for every player, get it all out of the way because once now, once we get past Wednesday, the week before, it's got to be all about football, and I don't want to hear about tickets, I don't want to see anybody distracted because now it's about preparing for the game.
3: Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Brian Billick. Um, remind me, okay, what I remember about your Ravens teams was the downfall was, was twofold, because you guys were the, arguably since the 85 Bears, mm-hmm. the best defense we'd seen was twofold. One, um, you had salary cap issues, right? And so you had to you, you had to part ways with some really, really talented people because yeah. you were so good that the best players had to get right. paid. And then, two, Kyle Bowler didn't become what you right. thought you were going to be, become. I look at this Rams team, and I think I think Goff seems to be better, obviously, than Bowler. Can't sure. tell whether it's, he seems to be better, obviously, right. than Bowler. But they might be headed for that same—like, it's going to be a different roster next year, isn't it? and that's
5: the challenge. That's the challenge any teams have. You know, when you look on the other side of the field with the Patriots, part of the key is—and success breeds success. You know, it's always easier to earn the second million than the first million. But it doesn't in the NFL, right? Half the teams don't make the playoffs. I I want to get to that in a second. Correct. What the Patriots have been able to do is create a system and a structure with the authority of a Bill Belichick is that they've wrapped themselves around situational role players. They don't have to have the big-name stars, and if it gets too expensive, we'll cut ways with them. Uh, and everybody would like to build it that way, but that's hard to do. You're exactly right. That's why half the playoff field changes every year because the cap. We, in our Super Bowl year, we extended ourselves the next year thinking we could duplicate. Yep. Hell, we had a lot of older players. Yep. The Rod Woodson, Shannon Sharps, Rob Burnett's, uh, you know, across the board. Dion, right? Uh, that key came in the next year, okay. two years. So we extended ourselves, which means, you know, at some point you got to even up the credit card. Which, and every time we extended ourselves to go from the Super Bowl team to the next year, Ozzie would come in and go, now, you know what this means for the next year. Right. Because we're going to be, and we ended up being the youngest team ever in the NFL. The next year, um, had 19 rookies on that team because we had to have the cap purge. Brian Billick joining us in the Doug Gallip Show. Other thing I remember
3: about your career was... When you came from Minnesota to get the head coaching job, people were blown away by uh, your level of preparedness and understanding the roster, knowing exactly what you want to do when you hit the ground, hit the ground running in Baltimore. And this was coming off of a devastating loss right. uh, in the NFC championship game. We look at so many of these new hires that are made, guys with no head coaching experience, but they're, they're offensive gurus. How well prepared, do you think, these guys are for what it takes to run a franchise? Yeah,
5: everybody's looking for the next Sean McVay. It's become a general manager's league. It's a little like the NBA now. And that's not a good thing or bad thing. It just is. The cap, the authority, the person, it's all general manager. They're all looking for that guy. Look, we're going to lock you in the office, feed you your meal under the door, come out with these genius game plans. We'll we'll put your staff together for you. Uh, And I don't say that critically. It, It is what it is. I will tell you this as someone who's lived it. You work your entire life professional life wanting to become a head coach you prepare yourself you know whatever side of the ball you develop an expertise all the structures the coaches everything you sit you know i'm able to interview ex- express my theme uh, a vision for the team you get the job and you sit in that for me you sit in that desk the very first day and you realize holy mackerel i don't have a clue of what i'm doing it's, it's on-the-job training. You have no concept, truly, yep. of what the comprehensive job is. Now, you learn very quickly, and you surround yourself with good people, like a Sean, Mc, Sean McVeigh getting away. Wade Phillips. Yeah. Wade Phillips. So that balance is very, very important. But at the end of the day, it is the is jo- on-the-job training that you have to learn that aspect of it. Why hasn't anybody been able to copy, truly copy, what the
3: Patriots have done, right? Like, like in any of these other in any biz, any other business, somebody vents it, somebody's first sure. in, and look, they had the benefit of being first in, but you copy it. Yeah. How come no one's been able to copy the structure of how they do it and more than anything, the versatility of the ability to change game plan game sure. plans week to week. Whereas, you know, like I talked to the Chargers, like, Hey, why didn't you guys play man against the Patriots? They're like we're terrible at man. We're not a good man team. I was like, yeah, but the zone clearly yeah, the wasn't, working. wasn't working. Yeah, the other thing wasn't working. Yeah, the other thing wasn't working. Like, that's not who we are. The Patriots seem to be the only ones, and I know they're not, but only one, why can't anybody copy this,
5: that? This sounds, and I hate when people try to detach Brady and Belichick and would they be as good as without the other. It doesn't matter. They've been together for brilliantly for 18 years. So this is not in any way a, a criticism. When you can start with Tom Brady, yep. you, you talk about the single difference one, you begin with that. Secondly, like I said earlier, it's easy, it's a lot easier to make the second million that is the first million. A yeah. lot easier to make the the next million after that than the first two. Once you can get that integrated, and give Bill great credit for structuring this thing, role specific players that to avoid the cap purge, the difficulties. We'll let the high price player go when he earns himself up to that we'll fill in you know this guy can 't play sixty snaps and win, but he can play twenty and give us a specific role in that category. They do a brilliant job with that now you can duplicate that, you can try, but you better start with the presence of quarterback yeah. that Tom Brady is, and you better win because otherwise you don 't have but a second or third year to get this thing going right if it that's work. the
3: big thing is you also need the organizational support, correct, right. And he had Parcells that preceded him who, you know, loaded up the roster
5: with, you know, sure. who's... But let's is... also remember, I just did a station in in Baltimore, in Baltimore Boston that went back to that, that 2001 season. Um, let's remember, Belichick was on the way out. Yeah. It was, he was, he had let, I forget who it was, it wasn't Ty Law, but he let a couple players go. Uh-huh. Being criticized for it. They had not won. Bledsoe, uh, and all of a sudden now... There's the change we're going with the young guy. Now, that could have gone either way, but it didn't, and then it perpetuated and went on from there. So that shows you the tenuousness of this whole thing. But once it got it going and they bought in and, and, uh, you know, you also have to remember Bill Belichick has spent his entire professional life, his entire professional life in the NFL. Never coached college ball. Yeah. Has always been in the NFL. That's an incredible amount of institutional knowledge that he brings to that position.
3: Uh, last thing, and I know you're here to promote SeatGeek.com, but you also are wearing the shirt for X-Tech uh, shoulder pads. This is an is honest question for you. Yeah. Uh, what's the safe age in your mind to let a kid start playing tackle football? You know,
5: interesting. I've, I've got grandsons. Yep. And, and I have so a son. I'm, that's why I'm asking this you. This is very real. Um, later is better. The later, the better. Now, some kids. What, you, what's Later. You know what? I I would be hesitant to put them in pads before the ninth grade. I really my, would. My only question is: Do you want the first time a kid gets hit
3: to be like there is something to understanding how to get hit? Sure. Because you can you can only teach them so
5: much. They got to do it. Right. <laughs> two two things I would say: one that the fundamentals of that can be taught in a lot of sports that lead up to the abilities. To then when that goes goes in. I understand what you're saying, that as young age, you want to deal with, okay, uh, to take a hit. I'm okay. I'm not going to die. Um, my biggest concern is, if you're going to do it before that, coaching, you better make sure you've got a good coach yep. that's teaching it the right way, with the right priorities. Also, I, 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 I'd be concerned about uh, burnout too early, Yep, that you're exposed it's, to it it's for compl- too long.
3: completely real. Completely real in other sports as well. You know, like you want your kid, my kid's really good at baseball, and you play them on a travel baseball team, as regular baseball team. Like, hey, who wouldn't want to play baseball all the time? And they're like, man, I don't know. I just need a break from it. But I, get but I'll age. tell
5: you this, because I, I do a lot of corporate speaking. I'm asked this virtually every time. And in the airports when I'm coming and going, because the game's under a little bit of attack. Cause yep. the concussion protocol and whatever. It's a great game. I love the game. But they say, OK, do you want your grandsons to play football? And my pat answer has been, no, I don't. And I don't want them to drive don't want them to ski, don't want them to date. That's I want great. them to cross the street. That's great. I don't want them to do anything that they could potentially get hurt. But if their passion follows that, I'm going to make sure that they're coached properly. And in this instance, I'm going to make sure they have X-Tech pads. All right. Our thanks to X-Tech pads and seakeek.com More than anything to you,
3: Coach Billick, we appreciate you Glad to do us. it. Very good. All right. That's Brian Billick. You can check out on the NFL Network.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
3: Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets.